What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts here every week. My name is Mitch Oliver, and today I am presenting you all with a very special episode of The Terror Table. This is the official wrap slash kickoff slash promotional podcast uh, for our very first short film, The Druid's Hand. There's no way we could have known. These things, they're, they're nefarious. They'll manipulate, and they'll deceive, and they'll take. They'll just take till there's nothing left. Tell him what you've done. You've been hearing us talk about this for over almost a year now at this point. Uh, but today we just I just decided that as we approach the first ever screening of our short film, uh, I'd like to give our audience and the Terror Table listeners alike a sneak peek behind the scenes. We are going to try and save the really juicy stuff for June 3rd at the Broadway Theater in which we will be showing the film and following it up with a Q&A that will be hosted by my friend Craig Siliphant, uh, Craig the Movie Geek from the Feedback Society and Roll Call Radio. He'll be hosting it. The Q&A itself will feature myself, Mitch, Jesse Sawitzki, Tara Oliver, Mitch Clark, Hugh Douglas Evans, Gabriel Buckles, and their director of photography, Dylan Hershuk, our editor, Jason Hamill, and the film's composer, Scott Hamilton. Uh, so that's our core crew that has been with us on this journey since Jesse and I decided to do this thing, uh, since we decided to launch the campaign. Obviously, I know, uh, aside from Hugh and Gabe came on a little bit afterwards, but there's just no notes. There's you just absolutely need to be here for this episode because you guys are such a huge in, instrumental part of this film. Uh, you guys are two of the lead actors along with Mitch Clark. Um, but yeah, we will of course also be welcoming the rest of our amazing crew to the stage to share what each person did for us on this project, but then they will be returning to their seats as Craig digs into the nitty gritty with us. Just simply impossible to have 30 people <laughs> to all stand there on a the stage for 45 minutes. So it's we're we're already you know getting a little uh, little out there with having ten people on stage, but uh, it's very important that we have everyone represented. On this episode, I will be introducing our cast and my fellow producers. Uh, this should give everyone a little insight into what brought these individuals to the project, how the experience was for them, and then each person will finish off by giving a shout out to their favorite horror movie and why it's their favorite horror movie. Uh, but yeah, I guess so. With all that being said. Uh, let's just get started. Today we have, uh, let's start with, we're going to just go around the table, but I will just say we have Jesse Sawitzki here, Mitch Clark is here, Hugh Evans is here, Tara Oliver is here, and Gabriel Buckles is here with us as well. Uh, so these are the three actors that you will see on screen, and then the three other dummies who were behind the screen. Uh, but yeah, speaking of dummies, let's kick off with Jesse. Jesse, How my is son. It going? I'm great. How are you, Jesse? 
I'm doing great. It's, you know, it's great to be back on the podcast where pretty much every single week you call me a fucking idiot on air. So, you know, I'm ready to, ready to hash some back to you. So. Yeah, exactly. At least, at least you're here to defend yourself on this one. Uh, let that be a reminder that Jesse Switzky thought that American Vandal was real. Oh, um, good Lord. Here we go. Jesse, Jesse, it's been, it's been an incredible weekend for us. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, Victoria Day. But uh, this last Friday, you and I and Ray sat down um, and watched the finished cut of the film, of course, and in natural Mitch and Jesse fashion, we got the thing finished up <clears throat> 10 days before we were premiering. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of magic behind the scenes. It took a lot of work to get this thing to the point of where it is. But how are you feeling about it? It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, we talked about it after we watched like the, you know, final, final cut on Saturday night. It was, yeah, just pretty wild to finally be able to sit back and watch it for like, kind of like the, like, it's sort of like the final time of like, in terms of work in progress cuts, I suppose. Yeah. But, you know, over the last, you know, like nine months, just seeing so many rough cuts and everything and all the different stages of, of post-production, it's, it's, it's kind of gotten a little bit dry all, all, already for, for parts of it. But um, Saturday gave me goosebumps all over again. And I mean, I yeah. can't wait for people to see it. And I, I can't wait for, especially for everybody here alone uh, yeah. to see it. So that's the important thing to mention is that, so aside from myself, Jesse, Tara and Jason, Jason Hamill, our editor, nobody has seen this thing. So we've been seeing it so many different ways in all of its different formats and in all of its different stages. And it's so exciting knowing that, you know, all of our crew, like the three, our three cast members haven't seen it yet. And that just makes me giddy. I cannot um, wait to watch everybody else watch it. Like yeah. I'm not even going to be looking at the screen on yeah. the third. I'm going to be watching everybody else. Yeah, big time. No, yeah. it's it's extremely exciting. But uh, yeah, we'll just keep on. We'll get Jesse. We'll go with Jesse first because uh, this all. And I apologize for the other members of this podcast right now is that you're going to have to just listen to us talk some more. But we're going to give everyone their time. But Jesse. This all started with you and I, and uh, so I was thinking you could take our listeners back to the beginning. Uh, let our listeners know how this all came about, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll just go from there. We we want to spoil exactly how it how it started off here on the podcast. I think I think we could actually open it up. Let's do it. Yeah, like, we can talk about okay. that part here because yeah. I mentioned I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but hopefully there'll okay. be a lot of so so once once people. Uh, once people will get a chance to actually see the film um, at the very end of the credits we sort of have just like a like a special thank you section and um, at the top of the special thank you we thank uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League um, so to, re to really really go back uh, for what that is supposed to mean is that um, me and Mitch got together on the night that the Snyder Cut was released and went out the four to hours my Snyder family's Cut. Yeah, the four-hour Snyder Cut. We went out to my uh, family's sort of cabin out at like the lake slash farm where we shot a bunch of the Druid's Hand at. Um, yeah, and we uh, got into some substances and mm -hmm. watched and very, very, I, I think the four-hour Justice League Cut probably took us nearly seven hours to watch. Oh, more than um, that. <laughs> but, uh, but it was essentially that night, uh, like me and you hadn't really like hung out one-on-one um, -on -one in quite a while. In a while, and yeah. It was like the end of the pandemic. 
yeah well, and, uh, and we just, yeah for sure yeah yeah but like i don't know we just got talking just about i don't know just kind of being bored with things and both of us were kind of going through a bunch of stuff in life at the time too and i think we're just kind of itching to get our fingers into something and you had kind of opened up to me about some of your plans about moving to Vancouver and, you know, wanting to wanting to potentially try to do a short film before you uh, flew the coop here in Saskatchewan. And I was pretty much immediately just like, yeah, like, yeah, dude, like, like, I'll, I'll do it with you. Like, I've been wanting to, you know, like, do some things on my own, too. I know in the past, I had talked to you about like, some like music video yeah. ideas that I had had, and, and, and you know, smaller things like that. And because you yeah, have the I locations, mean, like the everything that we see on the Druid's hand, everything that everyone's going to see is all uh, Jesse's doing in terms of getting us every location in Alvina and rural Saskatchewan, where Switzky Lake is, where you know, we watched that Snyder Cut where we've spent countless weekends kayaking or getting drunk, watching Jaws on the beach. Um, that's like our yeah. summer, our summer getaway. It's our little slice of paradise. And you're like, man, we could do anything here. And then it was like, it just slowly, or not even slowly, it rapidly rolled into just a ball of chaos being like, we got heavy machinery. We got this church. We could set this <laughs> yeah. shit on fire. We're like we could have real fire. We could be on the beach. We could get them on the water. And originally, it's funny, I have two stories that are going to come up today uh, that are very similar in this, is that originally you and I were going to make a sandworm movie. Yeah, yeah. That, this was, that originally... was one of the very, very early plans. Yeah, yeah. we were going to try to do our <laughs> version of, of Tremors. And yeah. honestly, like, I mean, we, we, we did have some really good ideas. Oh, I yeah. think we could have possibly pulled some stuff off, but I'm, I'm much happier that we went through. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when, we, when we started doing this, it was like... I knew that we wouldn't be able to afford Dylan and we were both just like, let's just freaking rent a camera and try to do something DIY. And uh, we went through yeah. so many, so many different ideas, but then it just kept on being like, man, the potential for this thing is crazy. If we could get like, there's probably some other fucking weirdos out there who would come out and want to be a part of this with us and do something. And uh, now look at us now. Yeah, yeah, like, actually, yeah, like, I think that's a really good point to bring up. Yeah, I mean, initially, yeah, we were planning on doing, like, all the work ourselves and just kind of mm -hmm. learning as we go and just doing, like, a incredibly, incredibly low-budget, low-production um, short, but... Which still I probably mean, as... would have been cool. Oh, for sure, yeah, totally. Um, but, yeah, it's just uh, the fact that, you know, after we woke up that... Uh, night after the Snyder cut and sobered up and still had it in our in our brains that we were going to try to do this um kind of speaks for kind of speaks on its own just because I know we've said it probably at ad nauseum at this point but you know it's one of those things where you know you talk about these things when you're a, a couple beers deep and you you kind of just forget about it and nothing ever happens with it but yeah we seriously started talking about it literally the very next day and there probably wasn't a day after that where it wasn't um, the main focal film. point like yeah, for yeah, both exactly. of us like we we were working on this together every single day nearly every minute i'd be at work you'd be at work and we'd be messaging each other about like well we could do this or we could talk to this person and like it's important to say too that i, I we will get there because i know mitch is going to be a couple people up from uh where we're leading off here but mitch was on this project even before you were jesse because that's something that we had talked about that <laughs> night was i was like mitch clark is down to like to act in a movie and it's like i love like we'll, we'll get there but um uh, there's another funny story about what mitch and i were gonna do 
but yeah, we were just like, that, that was the true kicking off point where it's like, well, we, okay, what do we got? We got the locations, we got the star. Um, all right, now I guess we got to figure out a story. <laughs> we went through a lot of stuff. We, we worked on this every single weekend. We hand built those sets together over the weekend. I can't count. And it was also during a heat wave that we ended up shooting during as well. Like we were building that, that grand finale set you know, a mere two weeks before we were filming and it still wasn't done up until like the night before. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy how, how it all came together. Jesse, we'll come back to you in a, in a bit here, but do you have anything else you want to, you want to mention about this experience? Um, yeah, I think I'll just say like, yeah, I mean this, this whole entire last year has been a complete whirlwind. Um, I know like pretty much you know i mean especially me you and you know tara too like it's it's kind of consumed a lot of our lives over the last year here and yeah. and not, not gonna lie it, it 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 is pretty nice to like be seeing that light at the end of the tunnel finally oh, yeah. and just being like yeah you know like like we actually got this done um it's finished we're happy with it um and we're gonna be showing it to people right away and yeah and i know mitch has been um busy with uh film festival submissions and stuff like that and i mean you know just so you know we, we still have some final things to sort of ride out and you know i'm sure eventually we'll have we'll have it up online for a more wide audience to check it out but um you know we've been able to stay patient this long so um i think it's going to be worth the wait so yeah yeah and uh and we got plenty of time now now that this is done we just wrapped on you know two days ago it's time to start working on that sandworm script baby (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i want in on that yeah yeah (laughs) Um, all right, Jesse, before we go on to our next, uh, our next person involved here, what's your favorite horror movie and why that, and I want to add a little bit of context for this as well is, um, when we just, when we got on site and on set for, for the film and we were getting to meet the cast and crew for the first time, cause there was, you know, most of the, most of this crew we hadn't even seen in person up until the day we were getting ready to film. And during one of our production meetings, which was so graciously, we had the Alvina Town Hall rented out by Ernie Sawitzki, the mayor of the town. Uh, Big Ern, shout out. Big Ern. Um, He's great. But yeah, we started off by getting everyone to, it was like summer camp, where I was like, all right, now everyone stand up and tell, tell us what your favorite horror movie is. And like so many of the best horror movies before this, not saying that we made one of the best horror movies ever. I'm just saying uh, so many people don't like horror. And a lot of, I think our whole crew here, actually, yes, I know, I know that for a fact, everyone we have today likes horror, but uh, I asked everyone to share this and we got some interesting questions. So Jesse, what's your favorite horror movie? Yeah, like I, I, I generally hate answering this question and I feel like my answer is kind of lame for some reason, but it's sort of like one of those like gun to my head things. I always just say John Carpenter is the thing. Um, It's just, it's just long, long, uh, uh, it's just long been a movie that's had a huge impact on me. And I mean, you know, we don't, we don't really need to talk about it. It's just, it's, it's John Carpenter's the thing. It's, it's, yeah. near, it's nearly a perfect horror movie and it's always at the top of my list. So yeah, there you go. Awesome. We might have some repeat answers today, which I'm okay with when it's John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, it is pretty much like the godfather of horror movies though. And rightfully so, but awesome. Okay. Thanks, Jesse. Let's move on to Tara, who is, above all else, my sister, my big sister, frequent collaborator, and she was uh, the first AD, the first uh, assistant director on this film, and was heavily involved in the production of this entire thing. So Tara, tell our listeners a little bit about your involvement behind this project and why it was something that you wanted to be a part of. 
I, I can't remember. I was trying to remember when you initially approached me about this project. And I, I might have been like at a family gathering where you kind of pulled me aside and said, like, look, so going to be making a movie. This is what's kind of the general gist of it. This is what we're thinking. You know, what, what do you think? And I was like, love it. I'm on, I'm, I'm on board. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And um, I have a background in theater production. So I felt like I could um, bring some, some organizational skills to the table that I knew Mitch didn't have. That's, yeah, we yeah. desperately needed that. <laughs> someone, someone who could run a spreadsheet and a budget and a, and a uh, schedule and those sorts of things. And like, yeah, you so, provided uh, everyone, everyone with call sheets in the morning. It was a very professional set. Uh, that was one thing that I'm very, very proud of what we did is, you know, as much as we did go out and make some wild horror movie at a near, like basically a cabin in the woods, we were very, very professional in every way that we could be. And a lot of that is to thank for all of your hard work and getting people up in the morning. Most people, <laughs> the, the, the call sheets were, were a big flex on our part. Sorry. Oh, th thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And I love, uh, I love that kind of thing. I like being in a creative adjacent role. I like, um, you know, making things happen and putting things in place so that the creative folks can just do what they're supposed to do and focus on that. And um, a big thing for me was to also make sure that everyone, you know, like you said, it wasn't technically a professional movie but I think everyone felt comfortable and safe as if they were in a professional environment that they weren't, you know, just kind of walking into some guy's garage and hoping for the best. Like as a woman myself, I, I obviously like, I really strive to make all the spaces that I work in feel really comfortable, safe, inclusive. And, um, and yeah, like the biggest thing for me was, you know, when, we had initially chatted me, Mitch and Jesse, like success to me was like everyone leaving set on day four, going home and feeling like they had a great experience. Um, the, the quality of the film was secondary to me in that that was my first priority is that everyone felt um, valued and, um, you know, like part of the team and we had an incredible team and that was super fun. And one of my favorite things about being in a producing role is that I get to work with people I like to work with. So as a producer and you're putting your, putting your team together, you can, uh, you know, pick and choose folks that you've worked with before. And I brought in a few folks onto the production that I had previously. Shout out Laura Crossman. Yeah. Laura Crossman. But there's so many, so many MVPs on this set, but Laura, Laura Crossman is the reason why our, our world looks so good yeah, and she, looks so she's, professional. She's absolutely incredible. I get chills talking about her. Yeah, no, she <laughs> is. A, she is a, a, a world creator. Like yeah. literally she, that is, she's an she's art director. She's an incredible um, costumer seamstress. Uh, and also director. one of the best, one of just the best spirits to be around. Like just yeah. a very good person. And to also be spoiled with Tag and Obertos and Heather Adrian in that department as well. Aaron Savaz, motherfucking yeah. shout out. Yeah, our art department was second to none. Yeah. And, and then I also brought on my homie, Ksenia Pitskani, yes. who 
uh, it was through Ksenia that we ended up finding Gabe because which we'll find a lot about because that's yeah. a very very important part of this puzzle right so when um, uh, we were talking about makeup and special effects and that sort of thing um, let's wait to talk about that till we get to G Gabe okay the, I was just yeah. gonna say how we how Gabe's name came up yeah okay that's fair yeah because okay. yeah we all went for breakfast yeah, me, Mitch, Ksenia went for breakfast and we were, Mitch kind of, you know, gave Ksenia the, the, the pitch of the, you know, this is the film, this is the vibe, these are the, he showed her some reference photos that he had pulled together and um it was like light bulb moment she's like oh i know exactly who should be this role exactly and and two yeah. things two um you know uh requests i guess that i had made specifically for this role and this person because i <laughs> i said can we please find a a dancer because we, we all felt that me jesse and you all were like we need a dancer we need someone flexible we need yeah. someone who's like a gymnast who's so who, someone who understands movement and can take yeah. direction when it comes to movement and that sort of thing and the other thing um as the you know the like budget person that i am i'm like it would be awesome if we could find the smallest <laughs> possible human <Yeah>. because <laughs> then we're gonna cover her exactly because then we won't have to use as much product yeah. And that can get really expensive. So yeah, if this person could be pint-sized, that would be yeah. absolutely we incredible. Absolutely hit the gold mine. And that's when Ksenia was like, oh, yeah. you know who we should talk to is my friend Gabe. Because originally there was a moment where we're like, fuck, because like to be perfectly transparent, that's something that I'm sure is going to come up at the premiere. But we were very successful in our Kickstarter campaign, you know, by by being completely funded, 100 percent funded within the first 30 hours and then going on to be 188% funded. But this is our first project and we had a lot of learning curves. And one of those things being how we, we were offering so many pieces of merchandise, so many different perks, and we ended up, you know, kind of eating shit with the amount of money that we had to use on getting all those perks out. And we ended up with not as much money as people think. And it was like, we got like nothing to work with here, but that also bred the chance for us to get extra creative and right. we're just very lucky that there were a lot of people involved on this that did it out of the pure goodness of their heart and like contributing with their time and their skills and we wouldn't have been able to do it without those people who are willing to you know not walk away with a big paycheck which is something you know obviously we wish we could do but uh, I think we all we all learned a lot that weekend yeah well and it was what's incredible too is like I I think it was what did I calculate it to be like 85% of the, of the cast and crew was uh, volunteer. Yeah. So there was a majority volunteer base on this shoot and it was a four day shoot. It was a Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So all of these people took time off work away from, away their, from their families, families, away from weekend plans, drove out to Alvina, Saskatchewan, and really didn't know what they were coming up to because I know and worked our, 18 hours a day and worked and worked <laughs> like rented mules they yeah. like but everybody you know for the most part everybody had the sm a smile on their face and like uh was just extra gave everything they had and it that was incredible to me incredible yeah. to see because like yeah, they nobody knew what they were walking into I I didn't even really know what I was no. walking into in terms of like you know, what we were going to be 
like I, I know I Jesse was kind enough to let me uh, sleep on the floor in his place. <laughs> Yeah. And Jesse's dad, the mayor of Alvina, called in some favors and rounded up a bunch of tent trailers and campers and that sort of thing. Because originally yeah. all of our cast and crew was going to be um, tenting in Alvina. Yeah. And like it was beyond amazing. Everybody, you know, had their own trailer and uh, we had access to the, the community center and the, you know, Jesse's mom and his sister-in-law and Mitch and I's mom were out there cooking and Ray, I mean, you can't like Ray just Ray did yeah. a little bit of absolutely everything. Yeah, Ray, Ray got, yeah. got the campers ready. She cleaned them. She got every, made sure everybody had enough blankets. Like she was running back and from all different sets, just grabbing whatever people needed, just being constantly, like, just an just, absolute hero the whole time. Totally, totally. Does not get the credit she deserves for how much of the heavy lifting that she did during yeah. the production, for sure. And she made, um, yeah, it, it, it was because of folks like that and moments like that that made everybody leave with such a positive vibe and a positive feeling and memory from the production. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just, you know, it's a good time to speak for all three of us, Jesse, Tara, and myself, that you know, shout out to everybody who did help us do this and, you know, was willing to contribute your, their time and their hard work and everything. It's just, uh, we wouldn't, it simply wouldn't have happened without those people. And uh, it is my greatest like goal to want to be able to do something like this again and be able to pay everyone the way that they deserve, the way that they truly deserve and to make, you know, just have that connection again. And touching on what you said, Tara, about the feelings of wanting everyone to leave on day four feeling great do you guys I think we can all just kind of pipe up right now and like our we have a we have a Facebook page where we all keep in contact with each other everyone on the crew and it was like probably a hefty two weeks of straight euphoria followed by depression because <laughs> we were all just like it was so much fun we were all so so just had such a great time and we built so many connections with this cast and crew so it's yeah. it's, it's freaking the, incredible it's called the post-show blues yeah, absolutely. yeah when you it's like you know you're going through something intense together and you're yeah. overcoming challenges together and you're seeing you know people grow and you're seeing them win and you're seeing you know you're you're challenging yourself and finding out that you're made of a lot tougher stuff than you maybe even thought you were made of mm -hmm. and the, all those like feelings are why um why I love working on productions like this like theater or film plus you just thought I was a genius and you wanted to come and work on whatever I created well <laughs> grown I mean okay so like everyone knows Mitch is my younger brother and I am his biggest cheerleader my yeah. I know people may find it disingenuous or annoying but I really do I remember even when he was in I can't remember what grade you were in but you wrote this comp this like satirical comic book and I was like, Mitch, you should be a writer. I'm like, this shit is yeah. brilliant. It's really, really good. And um, I'm not yeah. nodding because yeah, it was brilliant. I'm nodding because it was like, yeah, you were you were the one who who put put that in my head that like you know you could you could write like you could do this. Yeah. So I've I've just I yeah I've always been his uh, like a big cheerleader for all of the projects he does and all the initiatives he takes on. Um, because he's my baby brother, but also because like I just. I like seeing people do stuff. Like a lot of people talk about doing stuff, 
But one thing I've seen from Mitch, my brother, is like, you know, you talk about it for a minute and then you're out there and you're doing it. Like, I don't know how many bands were you in at one time. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, like they weren't all great, but I went to no. all the shows because I'm like, <laughs> you know, like it, it's. Uh, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have merch and Tara and Ashley would make their own merch for my I bands. Did. I did. There was a lot of painting on t-shirts and such, yeah. but that's, um, yeah, you got to support people's dreams. Gracie, not right now. No, not right now. Um, yeah. Thanks, Tara. And, yeah, she listens really well. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, awesome. Uh, Thanks, that's Tara. My two cents. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we go on to our next our next uh, talker, which is going to be just heads up, Mitchy Mitch. Um, Tara, what's your favorite horror movie and why? Uh, favorite horror movie is probably Rosemary's Baby. And it's because you love Roman Polanski. I know that's why I texted you before this podcast. And I'm like, can I still have that as my favorite? Oh. <laughs> uh, Hugh's shaking his head. Yeah, you know, you got to separate. You I feel separate like I can separate the art from the artist yeah. in most circumstances. And I mean, yeah. like Mia Farrow is amazing. Yeah, she was a, a big inspiration to me on like why I cut off all my hair. It's um, Vidal Sassoon. Yeah. She's just, haircut, she's yeah. amazing. And I love the, um, you know, like anything with kind of like paranoia and religious undertones, which boom, baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rosemary's baby was uh, a clearly a pretty big inspiration. And I honestly didn't even really notice that until we were done filming it. I was like, Oh boy. Like I, I have always considered that to be one of my favorite movies as well. Um, specifically horror, but just overall, it's just a perfect film. But that is the movie that makes me the giant hypocrite that I am because I'll, I'll like shit all over Woody Allen. But it's like, but Rosemary's Baby gets a pass. But to be fair, Woody Allen never made anything close to as good as Rosemary's Baby. I agree with that completely. Uh, yeah, no, great answer. Great film. <clears throat> Fuck Roman Polanski. Mitch Clark, how are you doing, boy? Uh, I'm doing good, you know, uh, just busy, busy as per usual, I think. I don't know how to slow down, but you know, I'm really looking yeah. forward to, to next week and uh, opportunity ahead of us. And I think it's going to be a really awesome time. No, it's going to be awesome. And well, like I was saying briefly before is uh, the, something that we haven't revealed was Mitch and I were technically like, we started talking about making a project like before I even planned on moving to Vancouver and we bonded instantly when we met each other, we were frequently speaking all the time. And uh, I told you about my desire to make some films. And we were like, yeah, let's make a Bigfoot movie. <laughs> and me, me and Mitch were going to, we were talking to people who are big, like uh, Bigfoot trackers and like people we were going to do like a, a, a found footage Bigfoot movie, which is the most original idea you'll ever hear in your life. <laughs> um, but the whole, the whole perk behind it was we, we have a UFC fighter who wants to go find Bigfoot and he wants to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> So once again, it's another idea that we'll, we'll, we'll put in the we'll put in the thought bucket for a little bit here. We might revisit that sometime. I, I think uh, I liked I liked our poster that had you, me, and, and Boozy, but we just stole yeah. the cover of Wild America and just had our faces <laughs> on top of it. It was truly Photoshop genius, I think. Yep. Yeah, I did that while I was pulling toilets. Back when I was, when I was a plumber, I was like, "This is a great idea." um yeah awesome so mitch I, I guess i sort of already sort of revealed how what brought you to this project but uh what was it about this project that made you want to be a part of it and looking back on it now that it's done 
how does it feel uh well part of it was just like selfishly uh i just wanted to be a part of you know uh something that seemed so you know like with someone so passionate behind the helm i think that was a big part of it you know you and and jesse just were so so passionate about about this you know selfishly you you want i wanted to be a part of it because i like i like acting i acted university i did dinner shows and those type of things but you know and and obviously pro wrestling is is the greatest form of acting um but uh that was part of it and, and combined with you know um you know it, when i want to see others succeed and you know like it, it's i can't remember the name of the movie but why do why do kids like pro athletes is because they follow their dreams and you know what i think it's too often that we really um poo poo on on people trying to follow what they want to do because it's not the traditional norm you know like and, and i can speak for myself i didn't follow that that normal pathway. Yeah. I went to university and then I fist fought people for a living, you know, for 10 years, you know, it's, um, you know, I just, I think it's super cool that you had a steady career and instead you wanted to do something that you were really passionate about and you found a way to make it work. And I think that, um, when you see people that are actually following their dreams, it's, I think it's, you know, as someone who's had opportunities, I think it's, it's everyone's responsibility to help those people. You know, I think it's too often it's, it's easy to turn a blind eye or it's really easy to, you know, just to talk shit for lack of a better term. And instead of that, we can all help each other as much as we can, you know, like, I don't know if you need something lifted or need to fist fight someone, I guess that was kind of all I really thought I was capable, but I got a huge opportunity to be in this film and, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for that opportunity. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Mitch. Yeah, no, it was, you were a big reason why, uh, you know, it, it, you, one of the first things you need when you're doing this is you need to find someone who's willing to do it with you. And that's especially finding someone who can stand in front of the camera. That's not an easy task coming from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, where we got so insanely lucky getting all three of you, which is going to be something that people are going to see. It's one of the things I'm most proud of about this film is I cannot wait to show people the talent that is hiding in Saskatchewan and the talent that is being muted for like, just there's no, there's no incentives for people to be able to do this kind of stuff. And we're a bunch of first time filmmakers, like for the most part, and this is what we came out of it with. And, you know, like, I'm just very grateful to have you, uh, you aboard and uh, all three of you. And it's, oh God, I just cannot wait. I can't wait for that premiere. So do you have a, like, let, let's, let's try and save the juiciest stuff. I might be putting you on the spot here, but do you have a favorite moment from, from the set that won't spoil anything? Um, I think, so I got kind of like, my high point was hanging out with Big Earn. And and drinking Joe and Soda in the in uh in the boat with him as we traveled around Lake Sawitzki. That was pretty good. And um the amount of candy that that Tara had available for when I got hangry and was ready to like start yelling. So those were both like yeah. really important things. Also sugar is very important <laughs> for Ashers. Yeah. Super important. Um also crawling around in 
uh, the top of a building while wearing a winter vest. That was my other favorite. <laughs> that was my other favorite part. During a heat wave. <laughs> during a heat, during wave. a heat wave. And the, oh. the roof is steel. Oh, it was so hot. It was unbelievably hot. It was hot. like a, it was a pressure cooker. <laughs> but, you know, we, we came out of that. That's one of the, my favorite scenes in the whole film. Like, it's, it's very, very exciting. That, But, yeah, that's a prime example of being like, you know, that it's shocking that people aren't at this par- point of the production being like, you know, fuck this. I'm just going home. Like, fuck this, which everyone could have, but you didn't. And yeah, I met you were a massive part of that. So that's great. I know you also loved uh, having Aaron Savaz pick oh. you up. Very- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, just like Aaron in, in, in general was just a gem of the human. Um, yeah. You know, realistically, I, I know it sounds super like after after school special, but like the bonds you make with these people and the relationships you build and and the experiences were definitely the 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 best like the coolest part also i i like i got to say i was in a fucking movie you know i think that i'm my one of the uh, one of the people who contributed to the kickstarter who's also coming out he he's like whoa how often do we get to go to a first film premiere let's get suits made and like whoa 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 i'm a i'm a teacher uh so but He's uh he's a well-to-do person, so we got some some suits made, and we'll be showing up in style. So hopefully, everyone else is following suit. Whoa. I believe, yeah, I believe this is executive producer Nick Northup that you're talking about. That is correct, Mr. Northup yeah. is. Uh, he gave us five hundred dollars to to help do this, and like that is such a that's that's not a small sum of money, especially to us. So it's greatly appreciated. I'm excited that he's going to be able to be there with you. He's, he's, walking, he's walk, stoked. walking our foot, our four foot red carpet. Hey, still red carpet, man. Can we like, yeah. can we have like a, a cutout of a limo and we can pretend we walk through, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And just, <laughs> yeah, I can get the art department on it. Yep. ASAP. Yeah. Or, and for the red carpet, we could maybe just get a treadmill and yeah. paint the paint, the belt red. <laughs> so it'll make it, make it seem like it's longer. Like we're walking it. <laughs> It's Saskatchewan things. As long as we have someone asking, what are you wearing? And I'll say, I don't know what a suit is. Yeah. This, this, is your, this is your time, Mitch, to stress the importance to Jesse, because Jesse was the first one to turn his nose up when I said that uh, I want to encourage people to dress up nice for this. And maybe he's going to just oh. wear like Sean John sweats instead of Costco brand. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's going to wear one of those tuxedo t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> only saving the best for those <laughs> that would be perfect cool well thank, thanks so much Mitch what's your favorite horror movie I know this but let's well, let's talk about it again I, I'd say I'd say John Carpenter's a thing but uh, just because it's already been spoken for I'm gonna say Ridley Scott's Alien um, it's a slow burn uh, I watched it on 4k for the first time like a couple months ago and it was just like rewatching one of my favorite films over again like starting starting over and like because like no one even gets nothing bad really happens like no one dies for an hour in oh, okay so and, I was about to say, well, uh, bad things happen like one right after but you know <laughs> what i mean like no one dies for about an hour in and it yeah. uses um just all those the late motifs that you know would make alfred hitchcock so happy that all the different camera shots all these are important things that really make it so good at what it is and i think it's i think it's a perfect film and for people that don't think it's horror you can shut up because you're dumb so yeah (laughs) 
Awesome. Yeah, it's cool because I know, uh, well, I know Mitch and I have out of our top fours, we share three, three out of four. So absolute no brainer to be making movies with this guy. Um, awesome. Thanks so much, Mitch. Oh, Hugh, 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 our big hey. lovable druid who just loves killing women. Uh, I can't believe I missed a chance to play a sandworm now. <laughs> There's still time, Hugh. Yeah. I'm a big, big Tremors fan, and I love those old 50s desert horror movies like them. That oh, man, I just watched them again. Oh, yeah. I, we used to watch that every month, yeah. I think. Great I movie. I still love them. Yeah, no, that that's amazing. Well, yeah, Hugh, you were much like Aaron, one of the the true heartbeats of this film set. <laughs> you kept everyone laughing. Uh, you had like you had the hardest job. Well, not, I, I think everyone's job was really hard because we we made it impossible for all three of you people. <laughs> but he was our true monster in in a lot of senses of words in this film. And oh, no and. Uh, yeah, so like you you had to enact some things that you I couldn't be happier with your performance and how it all turned out. And I'm so excited for you to see it. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, too. but you you had to do some truly awful things in this film. So can, well, I know. And when you called me up and you said, you know, I knew nothing about you said it's going to be a small town priest. And and, and as soon as I thought of the part, I thought, you know, I thought, oh, he must be a spiritual and a, a leader of his people. And so then I hear he's this murdering, raping scum. And I'm like, oh, this is what you thought of when you thought of me. Okay. So I'm still honored. I'm still trying to be honored. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's important to say that when Jesse and I were writing this, uh, I like had told Jesse, I was like, I'm imagine like when we write this character, I'm imagining Hugh, who I know through the film festival, the Saskatoon Fantastic Film Festival, which you're always super heavily involved with. And also yeah. because you have the best um, Walter from the Big Lebowski cosplay I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's like, you just have that image though, that it's like, he would look amazing on screen. And I know you're a character and I know that you have done things similar to this before, but uh, obviously not in the scope of what we were going for, but you had done similar creative projects. And as Jesse and I were just like, maybe we should just ask him and then, we did well, and of course, when you, like when you called me out, I mean, I knew you. Just we were, you know, we weren't very well acquainted. I knew who you were, and I knew some people. You know, you're into the horror. You're one of the horror guys. You had the podcast. But when you called me up, of course, I thought, you know, you said we're doing this horror movie. Well, I thought you were going to say, oh, we need graphic design and stuff. That's what I usually get, right? Yeah. So when you said I want you to act, I thought, my, you know, I thought my phone was working. I said, what are you acting it, you know, and then I heard it's serious. I'm like, whoa, that is way outside anything I'm comfortable with. But that's what made it so good. It's it, it's important to mix things up as you get older and as you're young, I think, too. Like, try something different. So I was just absolutely thrilled to try to be the biggest scum, the scumbag my wife always said I was. Let's see. <laughs> there it is. There it is. The amount of my, okay, the amount of my wife jokes. Oh, <laughs> poor stop. Brenda. Oh, poor poor Brenda. Brenda. She's starting to think her first name is poor, long-suffering, <laughs> or, or saint. She's not sure. Anyway, but I could have been more thrilled with the whole experience. I mean, uh, echoing a lot of what uh, Mitch Clark said, and I'm the guy that's always telling people, like, follow your dreams. Doesn't matter how crazy it is. So when some I hear someone doing that, I feel like, you know, I have to. Like, I didn't feel you could tell me that, that your dream hinged on me, and I could just say, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You know, let, me, let me crush your dream. So 
I was glad it sort of made me step out of my comfort zone, dude. It was just a fantastic experience. That's awesome. Yeah, no, you were such a crucial part in making this turn out the way that it was, the way that it did. And I know like people are with it, we're not gonna spoil any story plots or anything, but the a lot of the a lot of this film, the narrative hinges on uh disdain for between the characters of Mitch and Hugh and uh with their with their respective characters played. And it was important to know that you'd be able to get under Mitch's skin. Uh and I knew, I just knew you were capable of it, baby. <laughs> Oh, I can annoy. No, but... I can annoy. I can annoy. <laughs> you killed it at that. <laughs> no, you got you. Uh, well, I spent so much time staring into Mitch's eyes, like more than I've stared at my wife. I thought we were filming Breakback Mountain sequel for a while. After after four days, I was kind of okay with it. But uh, but I mean, Mitch was always there, and he was always just ready to go. And I need that, like you know. And I I, I really appreciate like. But we spent a lot of time there, staring oh at each God, other. That right? totally like, just reminded me. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a little juicy part. That I guarantee. Well, hopefully it'll come up again at the premiere. But in case it doesn't, I need to share this. <laughs> so I got to see all the dailies uh, going through this and seeing the things that didn't make it into the movie and like little conversations while we're waiting. Oh, right. For uh, like to call action because you know Dylan would roll the camera, get our handles or whatever we could, and um, there was even one time that I caught Mitch Clark. <laughs> And I sent him a I sent him a video of it, and it's Mitch just murmuring. He's like, me, 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 I'm the director. Me, 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 me. <laughs> He's making fun of me. And I was like, motherfucker, I caught you. But hey, but he never called you a pylon. That was on my bucket list. You, UFC fighter is going to call me a pylon. That was a highlight for a lot of people. The I can never see a pylon now without. Yeah, we will share that story as well. But no, I need to I need to make sure I mention this that there was one. It was um. You know, a moment that's very iconic in in my opinion to the trailer, and it's you know they're Mitch and Hugh are squared up, they're faced up, very very symmetrical with the the pulpit of the church, and you guys have to look at each other, and you're just sitting there and you're breathing and you're just like staring at each other, and Mitch says, and this was before we started even before I called action, Mitch was like, don't look me in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like it starts laughing and looks down and then he looks back up he's like oh he's serious <laughs> <laughs> but it's those little things that get the performance out of you like you guys really fed off of each other in the best ways and i, I don't is there gonna be a blooper reel uh, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll work on one but it's gonna be a while until i ask jason hamill for any more favors <laughs> oh of course he's, that dude has worked on this thing you know more more than jesse and i and tara involved combined oh, oh, at this point believe it yeah yeah but uh yeah, absolute wisdom, um, one thing i i just want to say before we move on to gabe here yet um you know especially because hugh you know uh, you were just saying how you know like um you know like you did some acting in your own film that you sort of like produced uh well, instruments of evil um no <laughs> but like the only reason i act in that is like who else could i ask to grow their beard and hair for three years it doesn't come <laughs> to that you were a time traveling lizard excellent yeah. point no but like um i just want to point out that um i mean i i i know i heard it from most people on set um like most people on set truly believe that like you were like a, a local actor who had like been yeah. doing this for a long time and i think most people including myself were very shocked to hear that this was your kind of your you know your first time trying to do more of a serious role and you absolutely killed it too like 
um yeah well was, I, I i like hearing that it, it, i think i was relaxed because i don't have a lot of ego in the game like it's not like my drawing or my writing because i you know i never said i was a great actor so you just can kind of go out and do it in a relaxed way without mm-hmm. and maybe it works better that way or brenda's theory again is that i you know i've been feigning normal human emotions for so long that it's <laughs> comes easy to but anyway we'll move on Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Hugh. Uh, do you do you have any specific thing that you want to mention about the set or any things that you can Oh, remember? God. The, the food, I'll tell you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gained five five pounds in four days. The ladies at the Alvina Hall. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, no, it was just terrific. And we met, like you say, it's, I mean, I'm not going to compare it to being at wartime, but it's that kind of thing where you're with these people in this intensive situation where you're all working toward the same thing. And, you know, it, it came at a sort of an interesting historical time. We're just coming out of that pandemic. We hadn't been in groups without masks and stuff, and people didn't know. And it was just, I mean, I'm not the kind of guy you're going to hear me say it was a magical time. We were living a dream unless I'm being sarcastic yeah. usually. But in this one case, it was a magical time and people were living dreams. And it was, it was terrific. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. It's just amazing. Just a great time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hugh. I can't wait for people to hear more on june 3rd at the broadway theater at 7 45 make sure you grab your tickets i'm going to be plugging that really really hard at the end of this um but what's hugh's Hugh, favorite horror movie yeah well, that's what i was saying we're oh, getting we're getting there we're going to hugh's okay, favorite horror okay. movie. okay i've got 27 okay. <laughs> well i'm gonna go with it's kind of predictable but i mean it's just it changed horror so much like i'm old enough to remember horror movies before the texas chainsaw massacre and after the texas chainsaw massacre and like it did change or almost the original of course 74 yeah 74 like it was just it was just one of those low budget films where instead of usually everything goes wrong everything went right and even the things that should be detriments seemed to make it work better and like people went to that movie and they laughed saying oh my god we saw people cut up and we saw people eat they didn't see any of that yeah it somehow just created such a sick ambience yeah they, their minds made them think they see and that's true movie magic kind of sick movie magic but i yeah no that's that's i know when jesse and i like we said you know bottom line this movie we wanted it to be the biggest inspiration was the texas chainsaw massacre 1974 and i can see that yeah yeah we wanted the texas chainsaw massacre through the lens of blue ruin which is you know a thriller oh and, that's a good yeah movie. and uh i think that we you know people people will be able to make up their own minds but i i'm proud to say that i feel like we succeeded in uh capturing the vision that we wanted to get so uh no thanks so much hugh absolutely tremendous work from your part and we couldn't have done this without you the film would not be what it is without you well thank you it was great to be on a set where i only had one thing to worry about for a change it was fantastic was that memorizing the prayer well (laughs) in general just acting because usually i'm doing all the stuff terrorists yeah and you can't say enough about Tara because if somebody doesn't do that yeah. schedule yeah forms not the fun stuff yeah. but if somebody doesn't do that the creative stuff doesn't she has happen. to be the 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 worst person on the set who's the reason that everything is moving forward like they yeah. i think we can once again things that are going to come up at the at the screening but i truly think that we would still be on that first night uh, filming if it wasn't for Tara we'd still be trying to catch you got you gotta have somebody yeah. doing that and I just appreciate it so much not and I remember the first the first much. time I had to experience being told we got to move on I'm like you're you're so close to me booting your ass out of here and it's like <laughs> god damn it no she, she's right she's right and then you know it just helped the entire production moving forward from that 
So it also and, helped that you and I had had 30 years of fighting exactly. with each other. So yeah. we had a shorthand yeah. where, you know, I could convey how serious. Yeah, that and, you know, I know how, like, I know your family extremely well. It's my family as well. And it's like seeing you there <laughs> on a Thursday night at 11 p.m. still in that church being like, like, I remember I had that exact thought. It's like she could be at home with her family right now rather than dealing with this bullshit but she's choosing to be here. So it meant a lot to me. And that's when I remember that was the moment where I was just like, I looked at you as an AD over my sister, like, which was important. Uh, but obviously there was respect was there for both, for both parts, but yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hugh. Now we are on to our, our last little bit of the, the episode here where we, this, this one, I was hesitant to include before we got to the premiere because we really, really felt like we, knocked it out of the park and by we I mean Ksenia uh, and Gabe knocked it out of the park uh, creating the the true terror in the film that we created and uh, wanted to keep it up to uh, like not show not reveal a lot but we have you know posted the trailer about over a month ago and you get to see Rose our little friggin creepy ass monster which is played by Gabe Buckles hey Gabe thanks so much for being here and thank you obviously for for every single thing that you did in this film but let's hear about it how was how did you know we briefly touched on what brought you to the project but like let's hear it from your words and let's go from there yeah absolutely I'm so sorry if I cut out at any point we're out here in the boonies in BC so what if I keep I'm a little glitchy but I'll try and hang on here um yeah so it was actually the day I went to go adopt my black cat of course shout uh, out Edward, Edward. Hey, yes Edward. and <laughs> Uh, Ksenia texted me and she said, can I call you? And we hadn't actually spoken, like we were fine, but we hadn't spoken in a few months. And I thought, okay, sure. And so she called me and I'm tr trying to rush to the SPCA. And she said, I have this thing to throw out at you. Do you want to be in a horror film? And I was like, what? And so she told me what it was. And she said, and if you don't mind, I can give this guy, Mitch, your number and he'll text you. And I said, okay, sure, that sounds fine. You know, I'm, I'm rushing out the door because I have to go get, you know, make my appointment. And then sure enough, uh, this stranger texts me and I actually found the text the other day and he said, this is probably going to be the strangest text message you've ever received. <laughs> Here's everything that we're asking of you. Uh, would you be interested? And I thought, okay, yeah, this sounds like a lot of fun. But again, I was kind of one of the people coming in blind because I've been friends with Ksenia for a few years, but everybody else on set, I've never met before. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was so much fun. It honestly was a life-changing experience. It was great. And that's coming from you, the person who had to have had the hardest job on this entire crew, uh, <laughs> being covered, covered head to toe for nearly a full day and and have contacts and that you couldn't see anything and you were you know once again during a heat wave and you're so heavily covered in black <laughs> like I can only imagine yeah, how head, you're feeling head to but, toe. Yeah. yeah but you truly yeah you 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 brought it in ways that we like you know the some of the best things about making movies too in my opinion and I know I've only done this once now but is seeing the script and then seeing how it transforms when you're really making it, when you're there on the day making it. And there's certain things that we had written in where, you know, he was kind of talking about this with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like we ended up, there there ended up being movements from Gabe that were 
so much wilder than anything Jesse and I could have imagined or could have written down. It was better than what we had pictured. So it's just like he delivered at all turns. And I think Jesse and I especially can say that it was being able to show everyone just a little bit of dailies. The second day of filming at the very beginning, we were at our production meeting and Dylan offloaded some footage of Gabe from what we shot the day before. And that first day, I still think out of all the days was the hardest. I think most people would agree. Definitely Gabe would. Um, But it was being able to show the crew what we were doing. It just, it ignited a spark in everybody. It's like, holy shit, we are not frigging around here. Like we're making something wild. And uh, that really put a lot of faith. Like, you know, your performance put it gave the rest of the crew faith in, you know, myself as a director and like us, us as a whole, like Jesse and uh, everyone just started like, it was like that mar- morning was where everyone just started working like a machine. Like it, it sounds, you know, super lame to say, but if we really did, we had like a machine like bond. No. Oh, and yeah, no. And yeah, I will just reiterate the fact that like, yeah, Gabe had the toughest first day uh, did not stop, and um, you went above and beyond for the remaining um, shooting yep. days there, too. I mean, Gabe, you stepped in and did things that we thought we were either going to have Tara or Ray, I think he was stepping in yep. and doing some stuff, and Gabe was just like, nope, like, I'm here, I'm going to do it, and yep. every single time you got in that role or stepped in to do whatever it was, uh, yep. you were incredible, and like, yeah, I mean, no, n- no offense to you, Hugh, but, um, you know, I I, I do think I have to say that uh, Gabe was, you know, like, was uh, really, re- really, really stole the show here in in a lot of ways, and especially put up, yeah, but um, just especially just put up with so oh, no so, so much stuff, um, and uh, in in due time, we have some really really great behind the scenes photos of that first night with Gabe in full makeup and wearing the contact lenses where she was like 95% blind and yeah that was just yeah such a such a memorable night and yeah so again yeah. Gabe yeah. thank you thank you so much again because I mean this this whole thing wouldn't have happened um without everybody who was involved but I uh, really just can't even imagine what we would have done without you there so, yeah. and you also you know and you also met up with us for a couple of production meetings before we shot and you know yeah. you were showing up and just you know just really just being like hey I just want to do whatever I can do here to make this the best and you had put forth so much commitment and just passion and energy into it um from the very very beginning and yeah we'll absolutely never forget that so yeah yeah there's my my favorite scene in the entire movie doesn't even involve gay being covered in makeup but gabe's a very 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 crucial part to the film and it's like so you when jesse says that you went above and beyond you really did because you were even when you weren't covering makeup, you were doing so many things to elevate our film. And uh, there's just some some true performances that people are going to see. And I think I think everyone's going to be just as shocked as we were that it's like we didn't know you at all, and you came in and you did every single thing. It, like if you were you were one of the things that like made my job easier and harder because you were so willing to do everything because you just wanted to please us you wanted to do what we wanted you wanted to achieve our vision and at the same time as a director and the director that I strive to want to be like you have to put people's 
you know, feelings and emotions first and know that that's a human being under there. And that's a human who needs to enact all of your, your crazy, weird fantasies that you'd write up with at Jesse's house when we're smoking weed and watching horror movies. (laughs) And Gabe was just like every single moment. It's like, no, we, we can shut it down now. Like you, we got plenty, we got plenty, like, let's move on. No, no, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And it was like, Oh my God, like I'm either your commitment to, yeah, yeah your commitment to getting the shot was, uh, it, it was really yeah. um, humbling. Yeah. It was, it was humbling to watch because um, like Mitch and Jesse both knew, you know, that we had had chats prior to production even beginning that if there were any parts that you were uncomfortable doing or that sort yeah. of thing, that I would step in and, and, you know, do, do certain things because. I mean, it's, it's my brother and I'm not going to sue him. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, whatever, we'll give it a go. But, um, you were such a trooper and it was the, the, the role that you had to play was extremely physically challenging, emotionally challenging. And, and, um, yeah, like it, it gave everybody when I, I think from watching you, everybody else on the crew or the cast was like, well, I can't complain about shit because yep. what just did. <laughs> you know, like, I gotta hold this boom for a little longer. Well, Gabe just did this. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, so like it yeah. was, uh, yeah, tr- truly MVP of the production, I think. Yeah, no, it was absolutely crazy. So Gabe, what are some, what are some memories that come to mind for you uh, being a part of this project and, how has how it, you know, changed day to day for you just in the sense that this is something that you've done now? Well, the biggest thing for me, honestly, like you guys were saying, I did so much, but I'm such a people pleaser. And that was the biggest thing for me was being like, did you get what you wanted? Did you get the shot that you wanted? Um, it's okay if we have to do it again. It's okay if we have to go another hour. It's totally fine with me. And you know what, what made it so easy, even though everyone's like, it was so hard, it must have been so hard, was the fact that everybody was so helpful to me. Like Aaron ran off in the middle of the day and brought me a cup of fruit with a toothpick just so that I could eat something and not mess up my makeup. And, you know, even the the day that I couldn't see anything, everybody was guiding me around. And the biggest thing, Tara, that you touched on uh, about safety is I remember even on the last day of filming, and I think you know what I'm talking about here, is you were very concerned about this one specific thing that uh, you guys wanted to get. And I was like, you know what? No, it's okay. But the fact that everyone cared so much about how each other was doing and everybody's safety and, you know, mental well-being, because yeah, it was a tough couple days. I I remember sending Mitch, uh, I remember sending you a couple of of photos. some of the aftermath um but no it uh it was so much fun I honestly I would do it again if you asked me to in a heartbeat that's amazing yeah absolutely and you know if we're ever able to do something expanding the world of the druid's hand obviously you're one of the very first people that's gonna be getting a phone call um but how uh how was that shower after the first day um so it, yeah, that was over an hour of showering. And even then all of the black was not out and under my nails, cause I had my gels on at the time. 
I don't think the black under my nails came off for, I think it was about two months. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were really put through the ringer on that one, but yeah, like Tara said, and like Jesse said, just, you know, everyone, it, it was this, the whole production, there's so many just different people that made it so enjoyable. And so, so easy to want to push forward and to try and get the best thing that we could get. And you're one of the, one of the leaders in that it's, you know, like Tara said, people saw what you were doing and it's just like, it made everyone else step their game up yep. because it's just like, we see what this, what this little monster is doing and being like the, like, that's one of my favorite things about it too, is that when people saw the trailer, even they were like, that's really fucking terrifying. I'm like, good. Yeah. But it's so funny because it's like, if you know Gabe, she's the sweetest person just the oh, sweetest part. I, that's the thing is I can't wait for people just to come see the show and then take a look at me and go, hold on, something yeah. here isn't quite right. Even I remember when when we did the trailer of your reveal with the crew and I showed uh, my roommate, he was he was there with us and he's like, that's her. <laughs> that was that was her. It's just like, yep, we're going to get a lot of reactions like that, I believe. Um, yeah, no, that was just amazing. But once again, thank you so much, Gabe, for everything you've done. This is just the beginning of the celebration. Uh, we got so many more things. We're going to have a really fun night, you know, at Broadway Theater. We'll do our Q&A. We'll watch the film with people. If people like it enough, we'll watch it twice. Um, and then we'll go over to the Black Cat Tavern and just, no, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Uh, well, Gabe, before we do do our final wrap up, close up, do you have a favorite horror movie? Oh, it's so cliche, but it's the only one that I can really think of off the top of my head is I'm going to say The Conjuring, but simply the first one, because second one was pretty good. Yeah. Third one did not hit it for me, unfortunately. And maybe there's going to be people out there that's going to disagree with me, but definitely it. the first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And nobody on this podcast anyway that's what also you know made me very happy because as much as you want to as much as I know the because I feel the same way to feel like I feel like I need to defend this when I say but the conjuring is one of my favorite horror movies because it is one of mine as well and it's because yeah. you know it's a recent one so a lot of people like to poo-poo on recent things but that movie in particular has a couple moments that heavily 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 inspired what we did here so hearing that that was your favorite horror movie, I was like, oh boy, well, I hope I hope people pick up on like, we, we weren't ripping it off. We were paying homage to The Conjuring, which is one of the best mainstream horror movies of the last decade, easy. Um, so yeah, no, I, I love that answer. That's a great answer. Okay, good. Whew. I was I was <laughs> sweating about it earlier. I was like, oh God, because <laughs> I've no. watched, I've listened to all the other episodes of Terror Table. I'm like, oh no, are you picking one that they actually like? I can't remember. Oh, you've listened? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like Of course I do. Yes. Oh, I didn't I always forget that people like there might be people who listen. Like uh yeah, I don't know. Well, thank you, Gabe. I appreciate it. And if you yeah, still like course. me after listening to all those episodes, then I, I'm probably good because I feel like I can be a real You're... hateable piece of shit. <laughs> no, no. You're just fine. You're just fine. It's always a good time. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, I think we can just simply wrap it up here. This has been amazing. Thank you all so much for being a part of this and for being a part of this episode. This is just, it seems like the end, but it's just the beginning. Uh, like Jesse had mentioned, we're currently entered in 13 different film festivals around the world. We're, we're waiting on responses from them. Certainly don't expect to get into every single one, but boy, do we really hope that we can show this to as many places and as many people to show them what 
you know, some, some people from the prairies were able to come up with over the summer after a pandemic and, uh, very, very proud, very proud of everyone involved. So yeah, that was great. If you haven't had a chance yet and you want to see the film and you're in Saskatchewan there, we have a low ticket warning for, for the premiere there. The theater is basically around 90% sold out. So if you want to be there and you want to see it, you need to go and grab a ticket. If you helped us out on our Kickstarter, like seriously, thank you so much, but make sure you go onto your Kickstarter profile and make sure that you did in fact get one of the purchases that included a ticket to the premiere. Cause the last thing that we want is to turn people away who want to see this. Cause you know, it, it's just mind blowing to begin with that. You know, f- my family wants to see this, let alone, complete strangers so it's like we don't want to be turning people away we want everyone to be able to see it but please make sure you have your tickets and if you don't the broadwaytheater.com uh go to films and you'll be able to roll down and you'll see uh the druid's hand but it is a part of the dark bridges horror film festival which we talked about recently on this very podcast uh if you have a full festival pass uh, a wristband not a badge because we you, that that festival pass will get you into the druid's hand so if you have purchased the full festival pass you're in uh but yeah with all that being said anyone have anything else they want to add before we close up shop here i just want i, I just want to say thanks to all you guys it's nothing complicated it was a great time awesome can't wait to see you and give you a big old bear hug yeah <laughs> and hopefully we won't you know break your leg again which is something there's so many more stories that that are going to be spoken about at this uh premiere and uh yeah he was really put you know now i kind of feel bad saying that like because he, he hurt himself pretty bad yeah but he it could have been it could have been injury. so much worse i keep thinking what if that happened mind you my shoes weren't disintegrating the first day but what if that happened the first day? I would have just had oh, to say, sorry, I'm gonna go back. Yeah. No. So so for bad luck, it was kind of good luck. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for waiting until your last shot to get hurt. You <laughs> it was like the last almost the last scene. So it was okay. As long, like I know I've done this before. Getting the shot is all that matters. We, we still it, so. were we still were able to record the ADR after that. We just sat <laughs> put yeah. you on a chair oh yeah no and you you guys know we like we like cassinia's voiceover so much we've hired her twice to do jobs for us not oh, really oh, well, that's yeah. fantastic God, that's awesome Super yeah cool. you'll, you'll be yeah. able to hear cassinia and in, in the film as well our makeup artist which is one of the most chilling parts of the movie uh so yeah. awesome thank you guys so much i just really quick yeah i just want to say once again just yeah thank you to everybody here who was involved in part of it um i honestly feel like all of us uh you know were able to make uh like ho- hopefully lifelong friends from this uh like you mentioned earlier we all keep uh keep on tabs pretty closely with each other in our facebook group we have that we've had going since shooting and yeah i genuinely i am so excited to be able to see everybody again in person and watch this thing with you all on june 3rd and it's it's just going to be a wild night and yeah and once again for anybody who's listening if you haven't snatched up tickets yet um do it now because it, that's also it's it, it's hard to even really wrap uh, my head around i'm sure i speak for mitch and everybody else too the fact that uh it is you know very likely that this will be a sold out um, screening at the Broadway theater. That's it's, it's, it's hard to even comprehend that. So I don't yeah. think smash mouth even it. sold it out. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> well, yes. Thank you all so much for listening and we will see you.
We will see you next time on the terror table, but hopefully we will see you on June 3rd at the Broadway theater. Have a great night, day, morning, everyone. 250 episodes. I still don't know how to close. Bye.